Hey, you're tuning in to Jen's Crazy Corner, and I wanted to tell you, I finished season one of Handsmaid's Tale, a show that's been out for a while now, um, but I wanted to tell you how my feelings were on the first season. Now, for those of you who've never seen Handsmaid's Tales, I had mentioned on my group page that if you're Christian, you may want to steer clear of it because it has sexual content, vulgar language, and such and such of that nature. It also twists theories of uh, religion and puts it into a sinister motive. Um, spoiler alert. So whoever's listening to this cast right now about the Handsmaid's Tale and haven't seen it or hasn't finished season one, I'm sorry to blow your bubble, but I will be spilling the juicy details. So Handsmaid's Tale is a TV series on Hulu. And it's an American dystopian tragedy television series created by Bruce Miller based on the 1985 novel of the same name by Canadian author Margaret Atwood. The series was ordered by the streaming service Hulu as a straight to, to series order of 10 episodes for which production began in, the late, in, in late 2016. The plot features a dystopia following a second American Civil War. Um... Give me one second. Where an totalitarian society subjects fertile women called handmaids to childbearing slavery. The first three episodes of the series premieres on April 26, 2017. The subsequent seven episodes were released every Wednesday. In July 2019, the series was renewed for fourth season, which is scheduled to premiere April 28, 2021. So those of you who have not watched it, here's your chance. And the season four is coming out. In September 2019, it was announced that Hulu and MGM were developing a sequel series to be based on Atwood's 2019 novel, The Testament. In December 2020, ahead of the fourth season premiere, the series was renewed for fifth season. So it's basically in a world where fertility uh, rates have collapsed as a result of sexually transmitted diseases and environmental pollution. The totalitarian theonomic government of Gilead establishes rules in the former United States in the aftermath of the Civil War. Society is organized by power-hungry leaders along with a new militarized hierarchical regime of fanaticism and newly created social classes in which women are brutally subjugated. By law, women in Gilead are forced to work in very limited roles, including some as natal slaves, and they are not allowed to own property, handle money, or read. World infertility has led to the enslavement of fertile women in Gilead, determined by the new regime to be fallen women, citing an extremist interpretation of the biblical accounts of Billa. These women often include those who have entered multiple marriages, termed adulteresses, single or unmarried mothers, lesbians, homosexuals being termed gender traitors in this series, non-Christians, adherents of Christian denominations other than the sons of Jacob, political descendants of an academic, academics. These women called handmaids are assigned to the homes of the ruling elite where they must sub- submit to ritualized rape, referred to as the ceremony, by their male masters, commanders in the presence of their wives to be impregnated and bear children for them. Handmaids are given names created by by the addition of the prefix prefix of to the first name of the man who has them. When they are transferred, their names are changed. 
Along with the handmaids, much of the society is now grouped into classes that dictate their freedoms and duties. Women are divided into a small range of social categories, each one signified by a plain dress in a specific color. Handmaids wear long red dresses, heavy brown boots, and white coifs, with the larger white coif known as wings to be worn outside, concealing them from public view and restricting their vision. Marthas, who are housekeepers and cooks named after the biblical figure, wear long, loose-fitting, muted green garments and cover their hair with head wraps. The wives of the commanders, who are expected to run their household beautifully, wear elegant tailored dresses in blue and various shades of teal, cut in styles evoking the 1950s. They wear high heels, their hair is carefully coiffed, and they wear gloves and hats when outdoors. The widows of the commanders, or else widowed women belonging to the ruling class, wear the fashions of wives, albeit in an, a combination of wives blue and mourning black. Similarly, the mourning clothes of handmaids are their standard dress, albeit in black or black and red. Econo wives, the lower class women who still have minimal agency, wear shades of gray, a departure from the book in which Econo Ekno wives wear clothing striped with red, green, and blue to represent their natal, domestic, and marital roles. Female prisoners are called unwomen and wear rags, are worked to death clearing toxic waste in the colonies. Aunts wear brown, training, training, overseeing, and disciplining the handmaids as well as organizing participations, public executions involving the coerced participation of the handmaids. They are the only class of women in Gilead permitted to read, albeit specifically to full, to fulfill the administrative roles of their of their job. Jezebels, often former career professionals or academics, but also prostitutes, unwilling or unable to accept any role in Gilead, are forced into prostitution in secret brothels, catering to the elite ruling class as an alternate punishment. To being, ex to being executed or sent into the colonies. They wear otherwise forbidden evening clothes, costumes, and lingerie from before and engage in drug use, both of hard drugs and minor ones, such as alcohol, tobacco, and coffee, which handmaids are denied. However, they may be executed if they are deemed no longer sexually desirable. Among the men of Gilead, other than the commanders, the eyes... Uh, sorry, guys. So, um... Among the men of Gilead, other than the commanders, there's the eyes. They are secret police watching over the general populace for signs of rebellion. Hunters track down people attempting to flee the country. Guardians are responsible for civilian policing and ecnomen are responsible for menial labor. Men, regardless of status or position, often wear black. June Osborne, renamed Alfred, is the handmaid assigned to the home of Gilead Commander Fred Waterford and his wife Serena Joy. The Waterfords keep key players in the formation and rise of Gilead struggle with the realities of the society they helped create. During the time before, June was married to Luke and had a daughter, Hannah. At the beginning of the story, while attempting to flee Gilead with her husband and daughter, June was captured and forced to become a handmaid because of the adultery she and her husband committed. June's daughter was taken and given to an upper-class family to raise, and her husband escaped into Canada. Much of the plot revolves around June's desire to reunite with her daughter 
and her husband. And she also has a best friend named Moira in the show. And she is also like awesome. She is awesome. In season one, you have to see it. It's, it's just amazing. So I'm going to talk more about all of that um, in future podcasts. But for now, I'm just going to leave it there. Let you know what, what the seasons, uh, the storyline to Handmaid's Tale is. And when I have a little bit more calmness in my house, I will proceed to tell you my thoughts on season one, because I just gave you a summary of the series, but I'll give you a summary on season one and give you a personal insight on the matter and the views that the producer who created the series is portraying. And and if I agree, if I don't agree, and then I want my listeners to participate as well, if they agree or not agree. And we'll go from there, right? So anyways, stay tuned because the next episode of Hands Made Tale Season 1 Summary will be coming soon.